This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, good morning and welcome to April number one. And I thought it was a, a fool's, an April Fool's joke, actually. I looked up when our theme music was playing. There, like a little wood nymph, Charlie was <laughs> dancing around the studio. Dancing you're and a, prancing. You're in a very good mood today. Well, it is uh, April Fool's. It's yeah. April, my That's favorite right. month yeah. of the year. Well, yeah, being a gardener, of course it would be. Uh, of course. And I'm also born in the month of April, so it's always been a favorite month for that reason oh, as well. When, when is your birthday? It's coming up in a couple <laughs> days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And it's righty. a significant birthday. Oh, 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 oh. Milestone. Oh, dear. I won't tell you which milestone. <laughs> I could guess, but I won't. <laughs> no. I'm your friend. <laughs> I know. You know, 30 maybe, 29 yeah. forever. Uh-huh. Already. Well, I better give the phone numbers here because sure. folks want to talk to you. Well, look, we've got yeah, some I, very... Folks already online. Yep. Yeah. We've got All favorites right. Well, you jot these numbers if you have to. Uh, a lot of you, I know, have probably got us on speed dial. So here we go. <laughs> Like the hold of Charlie uh, in Toronto, by all means, call this number, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Please uh, keep this in mind uh, that uh, you can call often, but... Early. Early. Often. Often. Only (laughs) one call. No, one question. One question. (laughs) See, now I'm all confused. One question per call. There you go. And if you're a first-time listener, a caller, oh, God, first-time caller, tell Sebastian you are just that, and you'll be welcome to the airwaves to get your wings. Uh, you do I think make I need to get giggle. my wings. Right. Your lips yeah, I wake them know. up. I don't know. I rent a lip here, and they're not, they're not working. <laughs> hey, I did a, did a taping of the Zoomer show oh, last yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah. And... A few of our listeners were in the audience and wanted to make a point of saying how much they love the show oh, and nice? how much they love you. So oh, I God just want to, you know, big shout out Kathy and a bunch of others who came up and said hello and, you know, just, of course, went on and on about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, did I have a tone in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> it had a kick, kick him in the ankle kind of tone. No, 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 no. 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 We have fun. I just, yes, you know, indeed. You have a no, big fan true. club. I just want you to know that. Well, isn't that nice? All right, today. Yes. If you want to get gardening, you know, today, uh-huh. and you obviously can't do it outside, it's a little too cool. The ground is still too moist. Not a lot that we can be doing in our gardens yet, mm-hmm. but you can attend. Excuse me, the Scarborough CD Saturday and Green Fair today from eleven until four p.m. at Blessed Cardinal Newman High School, one hundred. Brimley Road South. So that's just south of Kingston Road. Um, Of course, what's this all about? It is an event that happens annually, seventh year, and they've got exhibitors there. You can swap seeds, you can buy seeds, you can learn stuff. There's over 50 tables and booths, so there's lots going on there indoors, but getting ready for the garden and getting all 
you know, ready to go. Mark your calendars <clears throat> if you're in the Oro Medonte area, which yeah, I think you almost are yeah, where you live. Nine, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll be at the Oro Medonte Horticultural Society on Monday, April the 10th, 7 p.m. Uh, the event takes place at the Oro Medonte Arena in Guthrie. I'll be speaking on gardening in a changing climate. So if you're interested, of course, everyone is welcome to mm-hmm. attend. And speaking of everyone being welcome to attend, Tuesday, April 18th, 7 p.m., the Penetanguishene Garden Club is um, hosting Paul Zamet. They meet at the Brian Orser Hall in Penetanguishene Memorial Community Center, 61 Maria Street. And uh, Paul will be speaking on container gardening, drama for every season. Okay, he's a fun guy, too. He sure is. Yeah. All righty, uh, that hold for the minute. Well, oh, yeah, speaking yep. of minutes, we're coming up to 12 minutes after 9 here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. And we'll uh, get to our callers in just a moment, saying hi to Sharon in West Lauren momentarily. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, let's give a big April the 1st welcome to Sharon in West Lauren. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. And happy birthday to you, um, Charlie. Thank you. And happy... um, um, April Fool. April Fool's Day. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, what I'm calling for is mm-hmm. about um, um, pruning roses. Mm-hmm. And that too, is it too soon? Because they're starting to kind of green up a bit. Great. Um, and um, it's still pretty chilly, but I was wondering if it was too soon to no, it's bring not, them back. It's not too soon. And of course, you're down, you're in West Lorne, which is down Chatham, Kent area. Yeah, yeah. So you're a this time of year, you're probably a full week ahead of us uh, in terms of the spring weather and the, the um, waking up aspect of the dormant plants. Oh, well, my, my daffodils are up about four or five inches. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And mine are only up like an inch, right? Oh. So, so you're just that much further ahead just because you're you mm-hmm. know, a little bit warmer mm-hmm. and it makes a difference to the plants. Mm-hmm. By July, it doesn't matter, but now it does. Yeah. So bottom line is you could definitely be out there. Spring is the best time to cut back the roses, particularly if you're doing a hard pruning, like a really cutting them right down to an inch tall or two inches tall. Oh, I'm not, I don't <clears> cut them usually that, that far down. But you can. You know, that's the thing yeah. about roses. In the spring, that's when you can do that. The only limiting factor is don't do any pruning when there's rain in the forecast or, oh, okay. you know, it's a damp day. Yeah. Because remember, we are wounding the plants when we prune them, mm-hmm. and you don't want to leave open wounds um, when it's wet weather. You want to harden off. Yeah, exactly. You want yeah. those wounds to dry. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's why better, you know, sunny, clear day, do all the pruning you want, and then the plants are ready, you know, to burst out with growth without okay. being stressed uh, with, uh, you know, fungal yeah. diseases, yeah. et cetera. Okay. Okay. Had a lot of rain the last few days. Mm-hmm. They're, they're calling maybe for some more today. I'm not sure, but maybe I'll leave them for a week or so. Well, or even, you know, the weather's going to be very nice tomorrow. I think we're up into the teens tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So, and I think it might even be sunny. I'm just going to check. But bottom line is, yeah, yeah. just just look for that, that dry day and get out there with some nice sharp pruners and have fun. Okay. Thank All you right. very much. Excellent. Have a good day. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Too. Okay. Bye-bye. 
take care of West Lauren for us there, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, golly. Uh, oh, now, <laughs> I don't know what delayed you to get to the phone there, Josephine, this morning, but you're, you're second in line this morning. <laughs> Welcome to the show again. Hi. Good morning, folks. How are you this morning? Good morning. How are you? I give somebody a break. Besides, I was vacuuming. Oh, there you <laughs> there go. You and wow. I thought I'd better grab the phone fast. I looked at the clock. <laughs> You're smart. Okay, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I have a lot because I don't know if I mentioned to you a couple of years ago, three years ago, when there was damage to my property and my roses and everything mm-hmm. got decimated and I had to move everything. I remember, yep. Yeah, well, I lost all the roses. Mm. The peonies I've managed to salvage. However, I did salvage a lot of seeds from the perennials that made seeds. Oh, yeah. Is it okay to put the seeds in the ground now or wait until... Maybe about a week or two. So you collected the seeds and you've had them inside your house all winter? Oh, yes, and continue in a cool spot. Okay. I would get out and put the, get those seeds seeded uh, sooner than later. Sooner than later. Yep, because remember, you're, you're basically going to act like Mother Nature. Okay. So many of our perennials that do go to seed in the fall, um, you know, Menarda comes to mind, Black Eyed right. Susans, certain, you know, Herbaceous perennials. They'll, yeah, and they'll just scatter their seeds oh, in the fall. Daisies. Yep, Shasta daisies, same thing. They'll, those seeds will scatter in the fall very naturally and normally if they aren't eaten by the birds. Right. And they'll land on the surface of the soil near the plants. They'll sit there all winter, so out in the weather, the cold, under the snow. In the spring, snow melts, moisture is available, seeds grow. So yeah, my daffodils and tulips are up four inches. There you go. So, so I, there you are. So get out there and be Mother Nature and scatter those seeds. Okay, and it's just not try and, rain tomorrow, so I'll put uh, scatter tomorrow. Yeah, and just yeah, get them out in roughly the same kind of light levels or light mm-hmm. exposure that they were growing in before. By the way, did you say your birthday's today? No, it's on Tuesday. <laughs> it's on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Better that than April Fool's I Day. know, yeah, no yeah. question I about that. I know somebody that's April Fool's. <laughs> well, happy birthday to all those suffering that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Thank, Thank you. you very Thank much. You, you too. And here we are on the Garden Show, nine. Uh, well, actually 9.20. Uh, on a Saturday morning, it's kind of cloudy as I look out the window here at the Zoomerplex. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, going to be talking in just a moment to John in Mississauga. I'll bet it has something to do with fruit trees. You huh? know it. If it's yeah. John yeah, calling, it's, John, yeah, it's, it's a, something edible. The John we know. Okay. <laughs> Hang tight there, folks. We'll be back in just moments here on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden saying good morning once again to John out there in Mississauga. Hi, John. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. I'm reading here. Um, I don't know if I missed. I, it took me a long while to prune all my fruit trees because mm-hmm. obviously I have, you know, nine fruit trees. Oh, but, Charlie, I'm, I have actually in front of me here, it says spray before buds break mm-hmm. with dormanol, which I didn't do. I was going to do it this morning, Mm-mm. but the branches are wet, right? Yeah, yeah you don't want to do it today. And it's a little bit cool. Okay, so good question, very good question, and you're absolutely right. You do want to get that dormant oil sprayed onto your fruit trees before the buds break. I wouldn't be concerned that they're going to break in the next couple of days. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, today, I'm just looking at sort of the forecast here for the Toronto area. Tomorrow is double digits, 
but still a 30% chance of rain. Yeah. So potentially tomorrow, if you do it early enough in the day, you know, once the, the bark is dry, you could spray. The, the trick with dormant oil is you want the temperature to be above zero. Yeah. And you want yes. it to be above zero for at least 24 hours, so, mm-hmm. you know, overnight. Mm-hmm. You also want to do your dormant spraying when there is no rain in the forecast, again, for at least 24 hours after you spray. Yeah. And in a perfect world, you do it when the wind is very, very low yeah. because you don't want to be wearing that dormant spray it's oil after all so it well, can stain your clothing believe me but after I, after i spray and all my clothes go right in, in the in the wash yeah. but th- th- like i said that's why i'm worried like um, because uh, last year if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um i sprayed twice and you suggested me to spray twice mm-hmm. but i'm worried about because like i said when um, when i was out at the garden yesterday mm-hmm. i i'm not yesterday actually the day before yesterday was too wet um I've seen some growth already. Okay. Well, so uh, I hope I'm not late. That's no, what I'm, I'm no, worried no. about. <clears throat> the buds will swell. You know, uh-huh. the little dormant buds get fatter, 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 and then they break. When they bust open, uh, that's when you, you know, we're at bloom, we're at, you know, leaf, you know, bud burst, so to speak. So you want to get your spraying done before the buds open. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're swelling is not a big issue. If you're okay. worried and you are starting to see very small leaves, etc., then I would probably jump on tomorrow morning as a good day for spring. Yeah, because Just, believe me, I was up around six this morning and I looked and, and I see the turbines on, on, on my mm-hmm. neighbors and, and it's, it's uh, you know, uh, how do you call it? It's turning a little bit, not much, but again, mm-hmm. if I keep going like that, then I won't do it, right? Yeah. So, well, today, but, uh, anyhow, yeah, uh, got- I see... I'll wake up tomorrow, and uh, and uh, hopefully I'll take advantage of it. Yeah, good idea. I think that tomorrow might work with you quite well. There's very low wind expected, and it's going to be a nice day with some sunshine. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Charlie, and have a, a nice birthday and Thank uh, you. many more. Thank, thank you. Because, thank you. Because I love to listen to you guys, and Frank, you too. I, lo- I love you, buddy. Oh, thank you, John. <laughs> take care. God bless. To you too. Yeah. Oh, see, that, that makes me feel so doggone good. The little cockles really of your heart yes. just swell. Yeah. I can see it from here. <laughs> well, Helena in Richmond Hill, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Morning. Hello, Charlie. Hello. It's your neighbor. I know. I can recognize your voice. <laughs> um, Charlie, I was wondering, um, what, what, rec- what perennials would you recommend are the strongest and the hardiest that last all summer, that bloom all summer. Mm, not too many perennials bloom all summer. That's the challenge. They don't bloom all summer. No. But that's... I have some bleeding hearts that mm-hmm. last quite a while, mm-hmm. you know, the bleeding heart plant. Yeah, and of course it blooms early in the spring, and if it's in a shady location, will look quite good for at least a month or so. But mm-hmm. by July, the bleeding hearts are gone dormant. Like, they're nothing. It's just a big hole in the garden. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge with, peren- with the, using perennials. You need to have that you know, more than one plant. So you've got uh-huh. spring bloom, summer, or like early summer, uh-huh. late summer, and fall bloom. So you sort of need four categories of plants if you want blooming for the whole summer. But, you know, Helena, a lot of people recognize that they can't get that, that beautiful bloom all summer, so they'll start looking for plants with beautiful leaves, uh-huh. colorful uh-huh. leaves, because the leaves are there all summer. Nothing changes. Well, well- what plant would you recommend them with the leaves then? Well, if you... What's the name of the plant? Well, I'm so ignorant. I don't know anything about gardening, you know. Well, that's all right. If you're gardening with a shady location, yes. uh, then you're looking for plants like hosta, 
um, which hosta h o s t a, all different colors of leaves, different vari- variations of leaves. There's thousands of hostas to choose from, and you can get love. You know, look great in a deep dark spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and that's we in the shade. We really do rely on good foliage. So um, that's well, what, what I would what, probably work what with. Plants would be the hardiest. It would last. Say ten years or something, you oh, know, keep awesome. coming up. Pe- well, if we've got sunshine, of course, peonies last for a hundred years. You know, <laughs> there are there yeah. are perennials that are mm-hmm. super tough. Um, you know, daylilies um, are excellent in a sunny location, and we'll keep you, on. But you um, know, Sally, I've been very ill, um, physically very disabled for yeah. quite a while now. You must have noticed the ambulance and that in my I have, my yes. Um, I mean, the weeds have taken over the garden. Right. But some of them have very beautiful, pretty flowers on them. <laughs> True. Very good point. And so the thing with weeds, of course, is that, you know, what is a weed? A weed is just a plant in the wrong place. So it might just be best to work with what you've got. Consider hiring some outside help to really get the garden back in order would be my yeah, suggestion. Exactly. Thank you, Helena, very much uh, from Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, on a morning like this, let's take another little drive over to Mississauga. Mm-hmm. There's Helen. Good morning, Helen. Welcome to the show. Oh, hello, Frankie and um, Charlie. Happy Good birthday, morning. Charlie. Thank you. I just wanted to call to ask, uh, we've got our back garden, looks like it's all dug up by the little mm. critters, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if it maybe was grubs. Probably. Well, it's critters digging up the grubs. Yes. Skunks, raccoons, starlings. Yeah. And that, that's what I was wondering, if it's that time for that type of um, thing to happen? It is. It is, okay. Because remember the grubs um, overwinter, survive the winter by going down deep below the frost line in the soil, whether it's garden soil or lawn soil. As the soil starts to thaw and the days get longer, the grubs know it, and they start moving up through the soil, up to the surface or close to the surface, and are very hungry after the winter. And they start chewing the roots of your plants. Okay. So the other critters can smell or hear the grubs, and they then start digging down to, to eat them because they're super delicious. They're big, right? They've got lots of good protein in them. Yeah. And uh, so the, the critters love grubs. So, so what do you do? You know what? You're just going to have to sit back and let it happen for now. There's uh, nothing you can do. There's no fancy sprays. I mean, unless you want to help the, you know, bring the grubs to the surface, get out there and help the, uh, the, the, your other critters to eat them. Yeah. Then you're going to do a bunch of lawn repair. By that time, it'll be late May. You yeah. can repair your lawn at that point. Is it too early for nematodes? Exactly. The nematodes are applied. Frank, when do we do nematodes? Uh, latter part of the summer, August. Uh, Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We have to you, we spray spray the nematodes, apply the nematodes in early August, typically early mid-August, depending on what kind of summer we're having. And the nematodes will attack the baby grubs. So those are the ones that are going to get laid this May or June mm-hmm. and then be doing the next same thing next spring. Yep. So you're going to prevent this problem next spring by applying the nematodes this summer. So nothing to do for this year? Nope. There, there never has been. There's never been like a, a, pro, a good chemical to control the grubs. It's a, it is a huge challenge, no question. You just okay. sort of have to wait well, it out. My husband said, 
August for nematodes. Yeah, he's right. But uh, I said, well, maybe we could do it earlier, but anyway. Not that I know of, unless there's some new nematode out there that I don't know about. No, <laughs> probably not. There might be, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much then. You're very welcome. You take care. Enjoy your special day. Oh, thanks. Take care. You Bye-bye. bet. Thank you very much, Helen. For the good wishes as well for Charlie's upcoming birthday. Uh-huh. It's a big one. Uh, that's, all I'll <laughs> that's all I'll say there. Uh, here we are at 9.32. And uh, better let you know we've got a couple of lines open. As we say goodbye to Helen there, that opens up a, a couple of lines, okay? Uh, here's the number to call and get on the air with Charlie. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And then anywhere in the province, toll-free, one 740 Four seven forty, and look at this. We've got a first-time caller oh, from nice. Richmond Hill. Hey, Angie, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Happy birthday. Good morning, Frank. Thank you. I need some help with my oleander. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law passed it down to me. Thank him. So last year I trimmed it back because nothing was growing. So I got these little buds. I got the green leaves. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it in the garage. It's been there all winter, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what to do because it didn't flower for me last year. Uh, so what do I do to bring it back to life before I confess to my father-in-law I killed it? <laughs> All right, so I don't want to kill it. <laughs> so you, so it spent the winter in the garage. It did, and of course it dropped all its leaves. No, they're still there. Are they're they? still on the plant, and they're green. And they're are they flexible? Have you tried? Bend? No, they're they're a little dry, but they're not coming off. They haven't fallen off. Okay, so here's what you're gonna do. Um, is there any light in the garage at all? Has there like windows? Uh, it's or? it's uh, northeast facing, so there is windows. Oh, okay, but not a lot. And have you watered that plant at all? Since? My father-in-law directed me uh, one cup of water every month. Mm, okay. So I try. I paid attention before it got really cold, so it doesn't freeze up and mm-hmm. kill it. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what I've done. Okay, so, no, you know what? The, the, you're calling it a good time because now is the time to be saying, all right, we want to bring these plants out of dormancy, right? The, right. These are plants basically have spent the winter in semi or full dormancy in places like garages and basements and that sort of thing. So now it's all about the weather. So you have to look and you have to say, okay, it, it, today we've got a high, it looks like about 9 degrees. Tomorrow we've got a high of like 12 degrees. There's no below zero in the forecast, though it appears next weekend we're down close to zero. Um, so you want, you're going to wake these plants up by getting them outside, by watering them, um, and by pruning, believe it or not, because pruning is going to is going to force the buds that are currently dormant to grow. Okay. And um, but you you know you can't just kind of put them out these tropical plants outside and forget about them. So it's going to be one of those out for a couple hours in the daytime, in, in at oh, night. Back. Yeah, you got a little dolly. You need it on wheels I have or something. A son. He's very strong. Oh, perfect. There you go. Because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's a, an easy way in and out. Because you know, overnight right now, it, it the plant won't be quite ready to cope with outside night temperatures yet. Okay. But it might be in ten days or so, be able to stay outside. But you will not let this plant be. Subjected to frost, so no. you've got to, you know six weeks to sort of watch the forecast, basically in and out. Now watering, you're going to when you do water, water thoroughly, so lots of water drains out the drainage holes yeah. in the bottom, 
and okay. and prune it back. Don't be afraid to take as much as a third of the plant off. With I had nice... to do that last year, but I'll do it again because yeah. it's quite big. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right, and it will grow. I mean, you'll get you know a foot of growth over the summer, so you want to bring it back to a more manageable size, probably. In terms of flowers, the way we get oleander to flower is lots of sun, so sunniest possible location all summer. Okay, and. It is a plant that is very drought tolerant. So you get it in that sunny location and don't look after it very well. <laughs> don't fertilize it and don't remember to water it like every day or anything like that. Let it really kind of get stressed a little bit in terms of water requirements. So by the time we're into June and July, you know, just have a handle on watering thoroughly when you do water, but just don't keep it constantly moist. And you should get some lots of flowers by late July, early August. Okay, so okay. we're looking at six weeks before it can stay outside. Yep. And ignore it in the summer. Yep, yeah, and give it <laughs> lots of sun. Like, oh. <laughs> lots of sun. Oh, thank you so much. I oh, love great. your show. I've been listening to it for many years. Oh, that's and great. all the blessings to both of you. Thank, thank you, you so for much. calling. What a sweet Don't call. be a stranger. Absolutely. Call again. Look at that. She's been listening for years and has only just called the first time today. Well, there you go. It's always, a special always day. Always have to start somewhere, That's right? That's right. You yeah. betcha. Okay, uh, golly, we're uh, going to stick in town for our next caller here on the uh, Garden Show. Margaret in Toronto, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. How are you? Great. How are you? Oh, good. I'm glad I finally got through to you after a couple of years of trying. Oh, really? Yes, I have a problem. I have an interlocking brick on my driveway, and I have it on my walkway, and I have this weed that grows, and it spreads out. It's flat. It's green. It's got all these arms and little tiny um, flowers, like not flowers, uh, leaves on them, and mm-hmm. I can't pull them out, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of them so they don't keep coming back. All right, so is your pathway and your interlocking in any sunshine, like sun oh, yes. beating down? I'm facing west, and when my car's off, it's oh, just, perfect. you know, and it just, they spread like crazy, and they come back every year. Yeah, so this is a perennial. It's got some roots deep down there, and it just keeps on growing back from the root, yes. obviously. I've tried vinegar and everything, and nothing's killing them. Okay, so the thing with vinegar, did you use vinegar out of your cupboard, or did you buy something that's a... Um, no, uh, just a four-liter bottle of vinegar. Okay, so that's not going to work nearly as well as the bottled. I'm just looking up the, what it's called. I think it's called pa- like pavement clear. No, what's it called? Pavement clear. I almost see the smoke coming from her ears right now. Hmm. A lot of thinking going on here. And oh, well, I have a moment. Uh, Margaret, uh, my apologies. I didn't notice that you were a first-time caller. So there you go. Thank <laughs> okay. you. You're welcome. I listen to your show all the time, especially if I'm driving in the car, it's on. Oh, that's great. Nice. Well, you know what? I'm just trying to remember what this is called. So it's a weed killer that's specifically designed to be used in interlock. It's like a crabgrass, I guess it would be called. Would you be called? might have a crabgrass. You might have something. It depends what the leaves look like. If it's a grassy plant. It's a very tiny, dark very tiny leaves, dark, and they spread out like, they look like an octopus, all these arms going all over. And but are the leaves round leaves, or are they grassy leaves? No, they're sort of a round. Oh, okay, so it's, that's not crabgrass. Um, so it is, you know, there's creeping Charlie, there's all these different things. Yeah, something like that. They creep all over the place. All right, so here's, okay, finally I've got this. Um, all right, there's a bunch of different companies make ready-to-go sprays, mm-hmm. and um, it's... What you want to do is you want to buy that. You don't want to use vinegar from your cupboard because vinegar from your cupboard is not strong enough. Okay. You want double the actual potency. The vinegar we use on our French fries is not nearly as strong as the vinegar we use to kill weeds. Okay. 
So what I would do, there's, like I say, there's these different, it, when you go to your Home Depot or your garden center, go to where the weed killers are. There's always a picture on the spray bottle that okay. will show you pavers, so paving stones, with little green stuff growing in between the paving stones. Oh, okay. And the, the names of the, the what you're looking for, like True Green has got something called Weed Control, Effective Weed Da, 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 weed killers. Um, mm-hmm. There's a million and one weed killers out there yes. that are designed specifically for your problem. Oh, good. But <clears throat> because they're perennial weeds, they've got deep roots, you're mm-hmm. going to have to spray more than once. Yes. And the best time to spray is on a sunny day when the sun is beating down on those weeds. You're going to be preferably... Tomorrow might be a good day. Well, prefer- well they're not really growing yet, are they? Uh, are you? You're not seeing them growing yet, are you? We lose to her? the top, but the weeds, they oh. keep coming up. And we need something to get to the weeds. Yes, I understand. But are you yes. seeing the weeds yet? No, no. nothing. Uh-oh. So wait until you cool. see some green. You'll spray okay. the green on a hot, sunny day. Yes. When the sun is beating down, spray thoroughly. Uh, perhaps, and you'll, you know, they'll turn a bit yellow. Mm-hmm. The next day, if it's a sunny day, again, spray when that hot sun is beating down on the plants. Okay. It, it might take two, even three sprayings, mm-hmm. but you will eventually kill them because oh, you will good. kill the leaves with the vinegar and the root will eventually die because there are no leaves to keep the root alive. Oh, okay. That's how it works. So yeah, it does, it is possible. Oh, okay. Just, thank you very much, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. All yeah, right. it just takes yeah. a couple of sprays. Like, people expect sort of instant um, miracles, and it, it's, not a, it's not instant. But it does work. Right, yeah. I speak from experience. Okay. Uh, we're at uh, 941 here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, and we have to take a little bit of a break here up against the clock, don't you know? And we'll return momentarily to uh, check in with our callers here on Zoomer Radio. <laughs> Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And, Charlie, I'm going to put my uh, arm ringing, uh, bell ringing arm <laughs> to work in a moment. Uh, and, but I did want to, um, at the behest of a, a listener, say, could you please give us Charlie's email number? Sure. Uh, the address goes this way for Charlie, all right? C. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com, okay? C. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Okay, Thank that you. being said, That's it. you're welcome, yeah. Well, let's get that arm Going. in action here. Yeah. <laughs> there, that's for Ethel in East York. Good morning, Ethel. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> the first time caller. Yeah, right. Welcome. You and have your wings. Birthday. Thank you. I do have problem with a hortensia. I have a beautiful hortensia bush which has been growing for the past five, six years, and it's been bloomed gorgeous every year, except the past two years. Huh. Gorgeous green leaves on them, but no blossoms. What am I doing wrong? All right, so what you're calling hortensia is commonly known as hydrangea. Hydrangea. Yeah, so just to be clear for the other other listeners. Yeah. Um, Now, is this a plant that you planted five or six years ago? Yes. I got it there on Easter time, and I usually plant all these plants out. Okay, do you recall what it was called? Like, was it called Endless Summer? I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Well, based on the time frame in which you purchased and planted the plant, Uh it is likely one of the newer cultivars that are supposed to bloom every year without fail because they've been selected to bloom on both 
new growth that's Mm going to grow in that current season, but also if there's any old growth from the year before still alive after the winter, there will be blooms on that as well. Okay. Now, you're in East York. Yes, Are you in very sandy soil? It is a sandy soil, that's right, because all around is ravine around us. It's all yeah. sandy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an apple farm, apple serious orchard. beach in that area. Um, no, no, it's, it's in Don Valley, in Don Valley, yeah, yeah. in O'Connor and St. Clair East area. Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, I know exactly where that is. Well... Uh, what I would do, well, you have yeah. two options. One is you can yell at the plant uh, <laughs> because I tell okay. you, if I go back and I, because I do track all our calls and who calls and where they call from. <clears throat> if I actually went back for the, we've been doing the show for almost nine years. Uh-huh. The one plant we get the most calls on is hydrangea uh-huh. that isn't blooming. Okay. They can be so frustrating. So um, sometimes it's just a matter of the, the the way the winter came out or the uh-huh. way the spring came out or, you know, the kind of environment the plant finds itself in. But in order to encourage blooms, here's what I would do. Okay. Sometime in the next month, you're going to cut the plant back okay. r- right down to where you see green buds swelling and, and obvious life. Sorry to interrupt you. So small green leaves are coming up already. End of the... Oh, it's... Great. Branches, yeah. So, uh, but are there green leaves on all the stems or just a few of them? 90%. Oh, perfect. So, all right, sometime when it's dry enough for you to walk into the garden, you're going to prune out anything that's dead. Okay. Leaving yeah. what's alive. Yeah. Again, in the next month or so, you, if you're, you might be top dressing with some composted manure mm-hmm. or some homemade compost or at least be getting out some fertilizer and fertilizing that plant. Yeah, I bought that, that new one, which I, to me it's a new one. It's a, it's a miracle grow mm-hmm. for the blossoms. Okay, yep. So, so again, have that. could I use that one on Yep, it? yep. Follow the instructions on okay. the, the uh, fertilizer you've chosen. Uh-huh. And do what it says. It, it might recommend it, that you use it every two or three weeks. I probably yeah. wouldn't use it quite that often, but uh-huh. ever, nevertheless, uh-huh. you're more likely to get the blossoms with the fertilizer. I tried uh, that last year. I said, if you're not going to bloom this year, you're going out. Good. That's exactly <laughs> the right thing to do because they do listen sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other thing is, if we have a summer this summer like we had last summer, remember how it was so hot and yeah. so dry? Yeah. With your sandy soil, you have to remember that hydrangea like consistent moisture. Yeah. So yeah. you are going to have to do some regular watering, not every day or anything like that, but every week or so, make sure that plant is getting a good inch or so of water. If it's not raining, you're going to have to be putting it on with the hose. I'm so good with all the plants, except I even grow orchids. There's no problem, except uh, this uh, hydrangea, which I have a problem with. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) That's reason to celebrate. You grow orchids, you don't have a problem there. My golly, that's great. You're doing well. Charlie kills them. I have, I've never met an orchid yet that I couldn't kill. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, Ethel, and good luck with all of that. And thank you for tuning in here yeah. to The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio. Uh, we have, oh, we have a, actually, a, uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll be welcoming another first-time caller. But we do have to take just a smidge of a break here as uh, we get ready to talk to Lorraine in Cambridge. You are listening to The Gardening Show from... Zuma Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zuma Radio. And there's Lorraine in Cambridge. Hi, Lorraine. Welcome Hi. to the show. Hi. Good morning. Um, I have 
have some bulbs, medium size, a bit, little bit uh, bigger than tulip bulbs, but not as big as um, the giant alien bulbs. But they will, whatever they are, they won't bloom. I don't know what they are. Excuse me. <clears throat> I got them from a neighbor who didn't want them anymore because they weren't blooming there, and they look similar to a calla or canna lily leaf. Mm-hmm. I put them in last year. They didn't bloom. Beautiful green foliage, which I appreciate, but I wonder if I could try something to get them to bloom. <laughs> hmm. I, I bet you they're calla lilies. Calla lilies? Well, except they, a calla. Are they perennials? I mean, are they uh, safe in this area? Well, are these bulbs that you plant and leave in the ground year-round? Yep. Okay, yes. so it's not calla. Yes, and they've they come up there about four or five inches tall, beautiful green. Hmm. Do you think I should fertilize them? Heart-shaped leaves? No, they're not heart-shaped. They're sort of irregular. I brought them to um, uh, uh, my gardening place, mm-hmm. and she didn't know what they were either, but oh. she mentioned calla or canna lily yeah, type but, leaves. Well, both, Gee, Lorraine, is there any chance you might be able to take a picture of those? But they're not growing yet. So oh, they're not? They are. Oh, they're about four oh. inches tall, but they're not oh. full-leafed. All right. So, but okay, no, if they're about four inches tall, yeah, could you take a picture and email it to me? Sure, I'll have to take your information. Yep. Um, okay. Okay. Do you have a piece of paper and pencil there? Yep. All righty. Uh, it's C, as in Charlie, C dot Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Wow. <laughs> yeah. D-O-B-B-I-N-C dot at, dot at, yeah. D- Dobbin. And what was the rest? At mzmedia.com. Dot com. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then then <clears throat> you'll be have the a, best. at least a fair shot at taking a look at it for you. Yeah, because uh, off the top of my head, I have no idea. Do you, if I do, if they're bulbs, when do they fertilize? When do you fertilize a bulb? After Plant. it flowers. <laughs> and if it's not flowering, then it's hard to uh, yeah. fertilize at the right time. After if, the flower. Yeah, right. but okay. the <laughs> fact that they're coming <laughs> up with green leaves uh, is a good indication that there's lots of life in those bulbs. Yep. So send me a photograph and I'll see what I, I can figure out what they are. Okay, okay. Lorraine. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we want to push along here as quickly as we can to, uh, oh, get the bell out. Wait a minute. Mm, get Yay. that arm going. That's for Margaret up in Barrie, first time caller. Good morning, Margaret. Oh, good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's a beautiful day up here in Barrie. Is it? It's <laughs> kind of gray here. <laughs> I know you're running out of time, so I'll try to move along quickly here. Um, I have dozens of Unonymous in my garden. Mm-hmm. I love them. They've been there for years, up to 20 years. Mm. And different types, emerald and gaiety and so forth, some climbing. And last year, I noticed particular. well, last couple of years, I've noticed voles in the garden and a lot of rabbits, mm-hmm. and they've eaten a lot of the foliage, and it does grow back, mm-hmm. but not as good, not mm-hmm. as nice. And this year, now that the snow is finally gone, everything is stripped, Aww. all the anonymous. And they're intermingled with, you know, blue spruce and red mm-hmm. barberry, so they're quite pretty. So you've got lots of stems but no leaves right exactly. now. Exactly. All right, so here's what you're going to have to do. Uh, a sp- Yes, rabbits do love euonymus. We know I've had that. Lots of rabbits this year. Yeah, and it's so often like that that when we have the food is available, the population increases like crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh. And when there's very little food, we see a lot fewer of whatever that yeah. pest might be. <clears throat> so with a lot of rabbits, you're likely to have lots of coyotes. You know, the whole cycle continues. Um, yeah. Bottom line, <clears throat> two things you're going to have to do. Um, 
Perhaps not quite yet, because you're going to want dry weather for pruning, but you're going to need to prune back the euonymus if there's life in the roots, which there should be. Right. Because, you know, lots of good storage took place in the fall. Right. Carbohydrates get stored down below ground in the roots for the winter, so there's energy to grow in the spring. Okay. You're going to have to prune back. Now, how much pruning you're going to do is, I would say, at the most, look at removing about a third of the plants. Okay. But... If the rabbits have removed not just leaves but also bark, some have, yeah. Then you're going to have to cut that back as well because that is that is going to die where the bark has been chewed into. Okay. It will never be healthy in those areas. Okay. So you're going to have to judiciously prune all this euonymus. Okay. Then the other thing you're going to want to do is look at. Have you ever do you top dress your gardens? Do you add peat moss or? triple mix or anything like that to the to the soil at any I point? I do. Not every year, but I do. Yeah. Which is a good idea because if you've got things like spruce you mentioned and, and mm-hmm. other, you know, mature plants right. and obviously the euonymus are mature as well, right. you need to be feeding that soil constantly, like co- annually. Okay. So I, in, in your situation, I would look at maybe bringing in one of those cubic yard bags of some good organic material, whether it's, the one of the ones I love at my house is something called duck compost. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, it's just, uh, you you know, high level of organic material arrives in a bag, gets dropped on your driveway, right. wheel it around the garden, sprinkling, you know, a good half inch everywhere mm-hmm. or, you know, three quarters of an inch everywhere in your gardens. Okay. And that, will, again, will help feed and sustain th- those mature yeah. plants. I do have a gardener that oh, helps out too. Good. Uh, one other question I had on that. Is there anything that will deter them? Um, Next fall, yeah. you're going to get a hold of a product called Plant Skid. Okay. So plant, and then it's S-K-Y-D-D. Okay. S-K-Y, yep. D as in Dobbin. All right. It is a great repellent for deer, rabbits, and voles. Oh, good. Plant Skid. For more information, plantskid.com. Okay. Okay. Because the voles also eat the buds, you know, yes. on my uh, yes. uh, purple cones and, yes. and things like that. Yeah, yeah they, they do. I don't know what to do about them. But <laughs> voles are challenging because they have the underground mm-hmm. tunnels, et cetera, and they, they do, do eat roots. Yeah. I'm so, going to be digging up some, try to get rid of some get of Get a them, dog. But, uh, Oh, well, that's terrific. Okay. okay. Well, I will. I'll do a lot more cutting back than I did last year. Then. Yes. And really look after that euonymus because once it's 20 years old, it can really suffer with the kind of drought we had last year. Uh, and then you end up with scale insects and then you lose all your euonymus to an infestation of insects. So look after it. Well, thank you for joining us on the show, Margaret. Yeah. And good luck with all of that. Don't and be a stranger. Exactly. And uh, just a quick little plug for something. Yes. Uh, we've just started, all the guys and gals uh, uh, on the station are uh, writing blogs. Mm-hmm. And I've written my first blog. You can find it on our, our website. So I go to and, AM740 yep, and I go and to Frank Proctor blog. Just, well, blogs and then oh, mine. there's yours. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I, I love the subject matter. It's oh. it's my daughter-in-law, actually, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Katie, who has always been a big girl, uh-huh. uh, but she has shed 120 pounds. Wow. Not only that, but tonight I'm going to watch her fight. She's Muay Thai, uh, you know, martial art. Uh-huh. She's got her first fight happening tonight in downtown Toronto. Wow. Unbelievable. That's yes. great. It's, and so anyway, it's it's a little more detailed in, in the blog, at, yeah. but I'm very proud of her. She's a sweetheart. And so you wrote. Yeah. You wrote. I'm just going to just yeah. read. Frank Proctor shares yeah. an incredible story of weight loss and determination. Yep. 
Nice. You look and and good then plug. And my next pl- uh, blog, I'll be telling how the fight went for. All right, okay? good. Yeah. All right. yeah, when all else fails, use family. That's always been <laughs> yeah, my. Right. I do that too. <laughs> so you yeah. are um, you're here uh, this afternoon. Yes, I am. From one to three thirty. My. No rest for the wicked. Oh, uh, boy, I must have been a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thank you, Charlie. Frank. Couldn't do it without you. And Sebastian, couldn't do it without you. And all the great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.